on the show today. Social media data leaks abound on the dark web. A study compares the data collection between Android and iOS. A British study shows that its citizens aren't very good at creating strong passwords. Our scam of the day covers the latest scam involving COVID-19. And today's tip gives you six steps to take to protect yourself on TikTok. All of that and more is coming up on the April 12th, 2021 edition of Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jim Herman. I have four stories on the news beat for you today. We begin with social media news, where data from several social media sites has been released on the dark web in recent days. It began with Facebook which had data of over half a billion users left for free on the dark web. The breach occurred in 2019, and the underlying flaw that caused it was patched at that time, but the data was recently made available for free. However, Facebook has faced criticism for not notifying affected users of the breach. But Facebook was not the only website with data available for sale on the dark web. Data from LinkedIn is also now available online. The criminals selling the data claim 500 million records are included, and they've made around 2 million of those records available for free as proof. LinkedIn claims their site was not breached and that this batch of records was assembled from other breaches. And a third social media site, Clubhouse, has also had data on its users published online. In this instance, 1.3 million records on Clubhouse users were made available. Like LinkedIn, Clubhouse has also indicated that their website was not breached and that all information contained in the data was information that could be accessed through the site's API. However, all three of these data dumps are a good reminder to make sure you keep your social media accounts well protected. And if you have any accounts on these three platforms, it would be a good idea to change your password right away. Moving on to some privacy news, an Irish privacy researcher has published a study comparing the data collection of iOS and Android. The study has some bad news for privacy-loving individuals, especially those carrying Android phones. The study claims that while both iOS and Android are constantly collecting data, Android collects about 20 times as much data as iOS. According to the research, Android collects about 1 megabyte of data every 12 hours, while Apple only collects 52 kilobytes of data in the same time frame. Both systems appear to report back to home base 
about every four and a half minutes. However, Google disputed the findings, claiming that they found flaws in the researchers' methodology and disagree with the conclusions. Google claims it reported its concerns prior to the study's publication. And across the pond, the British National Cybersecurity Center did a study of its citizens' password habits, a study which did not report positive results for security. According to the report, over 60% of British citizens surveyed said that they had used a pet's name, a family member's name, a notable date, or the word password as part or all of at least one password they use online. The NCSC urged British citizens to avoid using all of these in their password, as common pet or family names can be easily guessed, and all of this data could be gleaned from public information available on social media. Unfortunately, similar studies in the past have indicated that the British are not alone in their password habits. So if you are using any of those items in your password, it's time to make a change. And finally, in some humorous news, an Italian mafia fugitive was arrested in the Dominican Republic recently after he was spotted on YouTube. The former mafia member was participating in cooking tutorials along with his wife. His face was hidden in all of the videos, but some of them showed his tattoos leading to his identification. Interpol was notified, and tracing the source of the videos led them to the Dominican Republic. We don't normally engage in providing advice to criminals, but we think this should be pretty obvious. If you're engaging in criminal activity or running from law enforcement, stay off of YouTube and anywhere else where you could possibly be identified. And now we move on to the scam of the day. Last April, I did an episode on scams involving COVID-19. Even though we were still in the early stages of the pandemic, I had already come across 10 different scams that were tied to COVID-19 in some way. Scammers will use anything they can, including current events, to get to you and your wallet. The latest scam is fake COVID vaccination cards. Yes, that's correct. You can go online and find fake vaccination cards for sale. Just buy them and fill in your information. Part of this is due to the low-tech and simple nature of the cards. You can replicate one of these from a picture someone's posted online with relative ease. But there are plenty of other records of your vaccination or the lack thereof. A card might get you by for a little while, but you won't be able to successfully fool your medical provider, employer, or whoever else wants to see proof of your vaccination. Furthermore, Fraudulent use of an official government seal, like the CDC's, is a felony that can be punished with up to five years in prison. By knowingly purchasing a fake card, you are absolutely considered to be complicit in this illegal activity. You could also be found criminally negligent if you are permitted to return to work or to travel based on the card and you spread the disease to others. 
So regardless of your feelings on the vaccine, don't try to get a fake vaccination card. The end result will certainly not be worth it. If you find a scam that you think we'd like to talk about on the show, you can send it to us at scam at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com. And now it's time for the Cybersecurity Pop Quiz. Each episode, we'll ask you a question in the field of online security or privacy, and it's your job to figure out the right answer. Today's question is a multiple answer question, which means any combination of these answers could be correct. The question is, which of these are the best way to protect your private files? A. Use multi-factor authentication. B. Use a strong, unique password for your computer and online storage accounts. C. Only share your password with people you work closely with. D. Have the ability to remote wipe any device that you use. Or E. Access files online whenever you need them, including using open Wi-Fi networks. The correct answer will be revealed in next week's episode. But if you want to know it right away, you can go to cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash popquiz to submit your guess and find out if you're right. Plus, if you submit your guess on the website, regardless of whether you're right or wrong, you'll be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude Season 3 in August. But your answer to this question must be submitted before the next episode airs next Monday, April 19th. For official rules, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash quiz rules. Last week's question was, If you freeze your credit, you no longer need to monitor your accounts for fraud. True or false? The correct answer is false. A credit freeze only stops new credit accounts from being opened in your name. Existing lines of credit, such as your credit cards, are still something you can use despite the freeze. Both credit freezes and fraud alerts, which are a less restrictive form of credit protection, can be put in place through one of the three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion. If you'd like more information on how to protect your credit score, you can listen to episode 37. A link will be available in this episode's show notes at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash episode 53. TikTok has become the latest craze in social media. It has grown fast and become especially popular among the younger generation. However, like any social media site, or actually any site at all, you must take the right steps to stay safe. We'll discuss six steps for safety on TikTok when we come back from this short break. Hi, it's Jim. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could follow us in your favorite podcast player. That will ensure you never miss an episode. 
And while you're there, we'd also appreciate it if you could rate the show and give us a review. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. And finally, the best review that someone can give us is to tell their friends about the show. Invite them to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or send them to our website, cybersecuritymadepersonal.com, where they can find links to the show in all the major podcast players. Thanks for your support, and now back to the show. The social media site TikTok has become one of the fastest-growing social media sites. In just an 18-month period from October 2017 to April of 2019, TikTok went from 2.6 million to 14.3 million users. It's drawn attention from celebrities, and it's already pushed people from obscurity to influencer status. But TikTok has not been without its share of controversy. As the product of a Chinese company, many, including the U.S. government, have expressed concern that its data could be transmitted back to the company's headquarters, where it could even be read by the Chinese government. These concerns have led the U.S. government to block the app's use on devices used by government officials and the military. TikTok even found itself facing a possible ban from app stores in the U.S. But that ban is still mired in litigation, and the implementation of it has been delayed several times. In the meantime, TikTok's popularity has continued to grow. So what can you do to stay safe on TikTok? Here are six steps that you can take to protect yourself. First, start by making your account private. Unless your goal is to become a social media influencer, you probably don't want just anyone to be able to follow your account. By making your account private, you stop random people from finding your account and viewing your content. By default, your account is going to be set to public, so make sure to make this change when you sign up or soon after. Anyone you approve of will be able to see all your content, but everyone else will have to ask for your approval in order to view your posts. To make your account private, go to Settings, choose Privacy and Safety, and then turn on the setting for Private Account. But second, if you don't want to keep your account private, you may want to stop your account from being suggested to others. This way, Anyone who knows your TikTok handle can find you and view your videos, but they won't be suggested to others. It's a way to find a balance between privacy and accessibility on the platform. The setting for this is in the same place where you make an account private. Settings, Privacy and Safety, and then turn off the setting to suggest your account to others. Third, you may want to control the ability of others to interact with you. People can interact with you on TikTok in a couple different ways. First, they can make comments on your videos. However, as I'm sure you know by now, not all comments are legitimate and kind. Some comments are just flat-out spam, pushing websites or other products. Some are malicious, 
pointing you to websites that install malware or execute other threats. And some comments are hurtful, coming from people who feel they need to make themselves better by tearing others down. One of the best features of TikTok is automatic filtering of contents. The app can use automated technologies to filter out most of this content that you don't want. Sure, you can take the time to moderate the comments yourself, but why take the time to do that when TikTok can do most of the work for you? Like any automated system, I'm sure it's not perfect, and you'll still have to put in a little bit of effort, but any type of automatic filtering will take much of the burden off of you. If you find multiple comments that make it past the automatic filtering, you can also add keywords that will be blocked if they appear in a comment. To access this filtering, go to Settings, Privacy and Safety, and then Comment Filters. This is where you can turn on spam filtering and set keywords to filter comments out. You may also want to limit who can comment on your videos. If you don't want comments coming from people who aren't your friends, you can disable them. You can even disable all comments if you want to. But a second type of interaction on TikTok is private messaging. Like most other social media platforms, TikTok has the ability to send direct messages. But you can control who can send you direct messages just like you can control who comments on your videos. You can set it so that anyone can send you messages, so that only your friends can send you messages, or so that no one at all can send you messages. Set this as you see fit. Fourth, you may want to consider setting screen time settings. Social media addiction is a serious problem, and TikTok's fast-paced nature can lead to people spending too much time on the app. You can use screen time settings to control how long you can use the app before it switches off for the rest of the day. If you want to use the app beyond that, you'll have to enter a password. Obviously, if you're setting it up for yourself, you're going to know the password and you can enter it to bypass this setting. But it will function as a reminder that you've exceeded the time that you want to be spending on the app. If you're setting it up for someone else, though, you can control that password and keep that person from spending too much time browsing TikToks. Fifth, if you're setting the app up for a child, or if you just want to make the app a better place for yourself, you'll also want to activate Restricted Mode. Restricted Mode keeps inappropriate content from reaching your device. TikTok does note that the restrictions are not foolproof, so it's certainly possible that a small amount of content will make it past the filters. But this is a very good setting to control most inappropriate content. And finally, like most social media apps, you also have the ability to block other users. If you find that someone is constantly spamming your comment section or sending you inappropriate messages, don't hesitate to block them. If someone is truly being annoying and harassing to the point where it degrades your experience, it is definitely time to block them and maybe even report them. 
It may feel difficult to block someone the first time, but once you do it and you realize how much better your experience is without seeing what that person has to say, you'll be glad that you did. Like any other social media site, TikTok can be a safe place for you if you take the right steps to protect your account. You can start by making your account private so people can't find it randomly. If you don't want to do that, you can keep your account public but stop it from being suggested to others. Next, you can control interactions, such as comments and private messages. Then you can set screen time settings to ensure you don't spend too much time on the site each day. You can also activate restricted mode to block inappropriate content. And finally, don't hesitate to block users if you feel it's necessary. So that's all for today. Have a fun and safe time on TikTok, and be sure to come back and visit us again next Monday, where we will discuss six tricks that scammers use to steal your money. So until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for links to the articles mentioned, more information about today's tip, and a transcription of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would consider visiting our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.